Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin has not shaved his mustache, yep. unlike Eric Morris. Um, Eric Morris has shaved it? Oh, yeah. No. I don't, you didn't see the press conference? No, I was going to watch it after this. You're going to watch it after we do the podcast? Yeah, because I don't like to talk about what's I don't like to talk about maybe because I'm just not used to what's like Eric Morris. I feel like actually says stuff, whereas Seth, I guess like, we never got anything from. Whereas like I feel like I've gotten more quotes out of Eric Morris these last week, this last week, than that we ever have from Seth in terms of like, dang, that like means something. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know because in a loss, it's always easy-ish to be you know angry and start talking about everything. Yeah, and that's kind of what Eric Morris is. So, and plus he's setting the the tone or you know setting the culture of the team and stuff so yeah um yeah it it, it didn't surprise me i i watched most of the press conference and so it didn't really surprise me but it was just kind of like yeah we gotta be better at this gotta be better at this gotta be better at this so yeah it, he laid it out pretty well um overall uh but this is the preview podcast colin we do have questions which we will get to y'all's questions at the end um we posted on our our twitter and got a lot of replies, so thank you all for that. But we will let's talk FIU first because this is a big game for North Texas. This is mm. every game is a big game at this point out. But um, coming off of a loss where nothing went right, uh, they need things to go right against FIU. Yeah. They need to look good against FIU. This is as much as as much as like you like to put it. This is about how you win as much as winning the game. You are, they are 13 point favorites coming in, 12 and a half, 13, whatever it is, against an FIU team that last year was one of the worst teams in the country. And this year has started off the season with a loss to La Tech, albeit it was a close loss, 22 to 17. They were up in the fourth quarter. Um, And then a two point win over Maine at home. Yeah. And powerhouses. Yeah, La Tech looked awful. FIU looked awful in that game. I did not watch FIU versus Maine, but I can only imagine the, yeah. the pain that let me, let me those just look at did this, watch. Let me just look at this stat. That that's like a sick. That's like an ultimate sicko game. That is a sicko game. It is a sicko. So there game. was. So there was. It was. There was a total of uh twenty six points scored, and yeah. each quarterback, com- or the each quarterback combined threw for seventy three passes, and that's all there was. 73 passes got you 26 points. The best part is Maine's quarterback went 21 of 44. FIU's quarterback went 15 of 30. <laughs> yeah. So both were 50%. Um, Maine had 27 first downs, you know, that which is actually a substantial stack compared to FIU's 14. Yeah. Uh, we're still looking only at the, 12 points, though. Yeah, but, but still the consistency of being able to get 27 first downs is – you know substantial to me i just mean in the sense that i don't understand how this game is so low scoring oh yeah no there were there were yards (laughs) put up there were i mean Maine put up 213 passing yards and 165 rushing yards like that's that's three what is that 378 yards like that should get you that should get you some points and no no fiu's uh receiver chris mitchell had 201 yards and only put up 14 points yeah so it was um i'll give them credit they kind of i don't want to say fix the pass game but they at least passed through the ball around against maine unlike fiu where um mm. they went uh grace and james went five of 14 with one interception and four yards passing um for the game uh they started keon um keon jenkins 15 of 30 two touchdowns one pick 292 yards so Quarterback-wise, I don't know what to expect from FIU. I don't expect it to be a good passing attack at all. But, and I say but, I also watched FIU run the ball pretty comfortably against Louisiana Tech. And I don't think Louisiana Tech is great, but um, Shamari Lawrence, you know, is is a back that I think is talented enough to give North Texas some problems if they can't tackle the – I mean – North Texas couldn't tackle with Jaden Ott, and I'm not saying there's a Jaden Ott on this FIU team, but good lord, yeah. Um, you know, I think Colin could have ran out there and gotten like five yards on some of those, and that'd be impressive uh, because I'm ones. not. I think my my forty is probably like five seven, five eight. So you know, that's not good, not so, great. So what 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 are you looking forward to in this in this game? 
I'm looking for the blowout. I'm looking for a very convincing blowout because under no circumstance should this team not get blown out by North Texas. Last year, North Texas won 52-14. That's 38 points. Yeah. The year before that, they won 49-7. to That's yeah. 41 points. FIU was without their two best running transfers. They transferred out or they're gone. They're off the team. Yeah. They also have two best running backs, their best wide receiver, their best tight end, their two best offensive tackles, and their best safety. From last year's team. From last year's team. Under yeah. no circumstance should this game be close. And Bernie said it earlier about something I say a lot. It's not about if we win or not. It's about how you win. This is definitely one of those games. This is definitely one of those games. Because yeah. if this game is close, then we're coming up here feeling like it's like it's Cal. Because, because this team is bad. Very, very bad. And if they can't make this one convincing, then we're going to have a long, long season. Long, long, long season. <laughs> long very season. long season. Like, I don't, again, the next three games, North Texas should win pretty comfortably. I, I don't think La Tech is very good either. So you have three straight games where you should, should win by double digits pretty much. Yep. FIU being the first one. And I'm, I was kind of hesitant because I, I'm scared – right now to set expectations for this North Texas team. I'm very much in a uh, malleable state, mm. you know, I kind of yeah. just, I just want to take it as it comes and see how yeah. the, the rest of the season plays out because um, setting expectations for a first year coach with a roster that we both don't think is the most talented um, is probably not necessary and also not smart. So I think just when this game, games, it is though. Now, okay, but what if they don't blow out FIU? What if they win by four? The problem points? is the problem is that this team, this exact team, beat FIU by thirty-eight points last year. Yes, this they both the lost. Exact, this isn't. Yes, the they both team. lost a lot of players. Obviously, North Texas doesn't have Jair. Obviously, they don't have you know, Larry Nixon and all of them. But FIU's lost more, and they didn't get better. So the point is to me is that the talent levels haven't really fluctuated Wait. in terms of who's good on both Look, these teams. And I think I actually read we have a question on like you know, is Eric Morris on the hot seat if they lose to FIU or whatever, right? I think there was a question in that, right? And I, 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 I didn't. I I thought it was the defensive coordinator, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, you can skim that. Yeah. Look, the thing is for me, no matter how this game really goes, and actually I I think I remember it now. It was about it was how many year. seasons do we give? Yeah, Eric how many Morris, seasons? Coach? How many seasons? Sorry, sorry assuming sorry, we sorry. go below five hundred this year. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not counting this year at all. I'm not either. Is that is that ridiculous to say? Is that I, like... I th- again again though? It's how it, it's how it happens. Look, if they go four and eight this year, yeah, are we smashing the panic button? It, again, it, it depends on how – like, if there's – I don't. it doesn't matter who they beat. It's like if we can see improvement. Like, if we start seeing improvement in tackling, we'll be good. If Stoner starts to actually look like a quarterback, like, that's that's good. Like, I'll be like, okay, it's fine, four and eight. But okay. if it looks like the five and okay. seven season that Mason Fine had in 2019 when we're looking at non a non-improving team, like, that's – you know, there's it's, four and eight can look very different in two different ways. You know what I mean? Okay, yes. 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 I think I've reached this point, and I, it's scary reaching conclusions after week one. I just don't think the talent on this team is is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change during the season, in my opinion. Now, yes, they can improve. They can you know, be sharper, much sharper than what they were on both sides of the ball. But the talent on this team is not where it needs to be to compete on a consistent basis in the American. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said this last podcast, and I'll repeat it. I, I do think, and this is more of a general talking point. This has nothing to do with FIU, but um, they do need to add more transfers over the offseason. I think you look across college football, with the teams that have upset, quote-unquote, big teams, Texas State, Colorado, go down the list, um, Duke over Clemson, who Clemson doesn't take yeah. transfer. It's like transfer portal era. This team's – of North Texas caliber need to be taking probably 15 transfers every year. Like go get the backup linebacker from Ole Miss, go get the third string receiver from, you know, Tennessee that was a four star, like those type of things, like talent perspective, they lost all those guys that we mentioned and they didn't replace them with potential players. Like, 
like Larry Nixon goes to Auburn. All right, we'll go get Auburn's third string linebacker. Yeah. Like just, that's yeah. kind of how you you has to work yeah. nowadays, and it's it's not ideal because you know nobody wants to be a transfer portal team. But damn, Texas State's out here being a transfer portal team just beat Baylor and, and is only like a two touchdown dog to UTSA. And I wouldn't be surprised if Texas State pushed UTSA. So, anyways, I say all of that just to say this season for me is not as much. A- Hello. Sorry, sorry, myself. Sorry, I hit the little thing. But this no. season is not as much as like result as much as like you said, show improvement, and then after this year, that's where you take a step forward talent wise. Because I just it might have swapped your mic, by the way. Oh, it just swapped it. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll change it back. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of just where I'm at. Now we can get back to talking about FIU. But I did want to say that because I've been thinking about that the past. Like, no, that's a good point. Um, I don't I don't necessarily see anything wrong with being a transfer portal team. Like if that's the way the sport's got to be played, you got to win the way you have to win, you know. Um, or at least, I mean, they just didn't take any. I mean, they took right. obviously they took some. I'm not saying. Yeah, I know they did. I mean, we Trey obviously Cleveland, Trey Cleveland, uh, Miner, yeah, uh, yep. you know, the offensive lineman Vapulu, Vapulu, yep. and more. You know, neither one started. Chandler Rogers didn't start. So it's like you took a lot of guys that didn't end up starting. Which okay, whatever. That's how it goes. But like, I didn't feel like they really made a splash in the portal the way I think you kind of need to. For sure, um, I agree with that. which might be unfair to them because they just, you know, they just they, got yeah it. came in late, whatever. Yeah. Um, I agree though that this is, I, I don't expectations in terms of win loss is not there for me. I think it's just definitely an eye test thing. Like yeah. if we watch this and we go, okay, this team can be something, or we see flashes. I'm yeah. good with it. Um, and and we saw last week against FIU. I, I think offensively we saw flashes, right? We saw a very different offense. We you know, we saw uh, how they used receivers a little bit more. So here's uh, a. God, we're, we're not even getting into the – let's do the FIU game because then I, I feel like we should go to more overarching questions because I have a couple overarching questions I want to talk about. Okay. I, I don't um, have much more on the FIU game, but yes, let's do it. Okay. So we Okay. So we both – I don't either, really, outside of, um, I guess, pick'ems. Do you want to do pick'ems right now? We can do pick'ems now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go first, or do you have yours? Go ahead. You go first. Okay. Um, North Texas wins – or the over-under, I guess, for North Texas to win – 31 and a half. Oh, spread. Yeah, spread. Sorry, I could not get that out okay. correctly. Uh, <laughs> um, Does North Texas cover 31 and a half? No. No. Okay, I, I say yes. It's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. What, what, are, we, what are we looking at? I think uh, I just I need to see this defense get stops. I agree. I agree, so, which but, is why like, I, I gave that you some points. I don't know, dude. Uh, we'll see I, our predictions. All right, we'll do okay. our predictions in a second. Okay. Um, second one, North Texas over under 100, 111 and a half rushing yards. They had 41 last game. Um, <laughs> That's a good so line. This, this, this one was really hard for me to figure out. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> it's 111 good. and a half rushing yards for North Texas after having 40 last week. Yeah. Oh, God. Jeez, that's a tough line. It is. You want to go first? You want to get you? I don't you even know. First? I was gonna like I was sitting here think I was gonna put it at ninety nine, but I was like, damn man, there's no way with how good this team can be rushing against a really bad team. You have to pick first. That's the rule. I'll pick for this one. I'll pick at whatever opposite. So because I I'm on the I'm on the fence like you. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel good, but I'll go over. Okay, I'll go under. God, that's tough, man. That's tough. No, we both don't forget of it. Um, and then we do two, and then score prediction, right? Yes. Uh, my score prediction is forty-eight seventeen, which I guess technically is under my spread, but I'll make it forty-nine seventeen. <laughs> I can't do math. Forty-nine seventeen, so thirty-two. Okay. Yep. Ah, uh, wait. Are we doing the score predictions right now? You don't do my pick them. No, I'll do. We'll do your pick them. Okay. Um, all right, my pick them. Okay. <laughs> Receiving yards outside of Jamori Macklin over <laughs> under <laughs> over under. Hold on, let me think for a second. I had this thought out, but now I'm think- rethinking it. This is a crazy line. <laughs> oh, outside of Jamori Macklin. Re- Receiving yards outside of Jamori Macklin over under. 120 under easy 
I don't know, bro. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. <laughs> That's crazy. Also, oh. I'm not writing it down yet. But oh, okay, I'll, 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 I'll. No, I'll write it down. I didn't. Okay. I didn't have my Google Doc open. How are you? Oh, okay. Do? And also, I can go back and listen to this afterwards. Uh, big deal. Uh, second line. Second line is gonna be. I don't want to do offense again. I want to go defense here. Over under. Mm, tackles from Logan Wilson and Phil Hill. Over under. Oh my god. Over these under. are like these are so sick. Over under over what? Under, uh, over under fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half. Over under fourteen and a half for the safeties. How many do they have left? Logan Wilson and Phil Hill. I he think had Logan six. had like eight last time. He six. Had six. How much did Phil have? Phil had five. It's eleven. So they are playing a more run heavy team that's not as good, I guess. God man. Take the under. I'm gonna go under on that. Okay. I'll take the over. Okay. They're gonna bounce back. They're gonna start tackling people. That is a – those are two sick lines outside of Jamori Macklin, and we're just targeting people. It's targeting players. Well, not players for the receiver one. It's everybody else. So, yep. uh, game score, I'm going to go – what was yours? Yours was 49-17? 49-17 for 32-point spread. You said under 32-point spread. So Yeah, mine's going to be well under that, I think, actually. Uh, mine's going to oh be – Oh 34-17. Oh, it'd just be a stab in the heart. <laughs> Seven. On the road, Colin. On the road, remember? I don't give a on damn, the, Bruni. On the road. <laughs> Where did my... Uh, do you want to see the, the jerseys the FIU's wearing this week? Yeah, yeah. Bring them up. Bring them up. Bring them up. Share it on the screen. Yeah. Here we are. Wow, they look like Blue, Biscayne, blue. Biscayne, blue. So there you go. So does it make you more or less scared when you see these? Less. What you, what, less scared, yeah. I agree. This is... Listen, you just beat Maine by two points. I don't want to hear... <laughs> and now they're Wayne Maine's colors. I, don't, I know you don't... But Maine is like blue like this, so... Yeah, this is... There you go. They had I a think whole they, photo had, shoot. they had to stick. They had to stick with their with their normal colors. You know, nor, you don't see North Texas coming out with a like a yellow. You know. Now, to be fair to them, this is I I know this spot in Miami. Oh, very, you've been there. Nice, you've been there. Very nice location. I went there when I was uh, with uh, like sixteen with my parents and stuff. And so, mm. shout out Miami. Shout so, out Miami. Wow. Watch it actually not be in from Miami. Someone's gonna be like, no, actually this was. Not Miami. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right, uh, overarching questions or mailbag? Mailbag. Okay, our, okay. Uh, our overarching question. Because I because I have a couple I want to ask you, and we can, or I guess one for sure. Um, so because you you brought this up, Eric Morris, we saw flashes right of the offense. The the we're actually going to do air raid. The air raid thing seems to be forcing, uh, being being the forced issue. And you said yeah. last week, square pegs into round holes. Do you yeah. like that he's doing that, or would you rather him play to the team's strengths? Over no, the I love that he's doing that. Okay. okay. This is I, – I think I said it kind of a little bit last last podcast. It's like not only do I have a talent question from this team, but there is an absolute overarching fit problem with the personnel on this team. And we said this, we said this a long time ago. We said this all throughout the summer. Like how are they going to be an air raid team? When they have a running back room like this, an offensive line that's built to to um, stop the or to to run the ball, and a quarterback that's our two quarterbacks that you know we're not sure how exactly they're going to work out, yeah. especially Stone Row. So with all that being said, it's like I think you just I like I said I'm not worried about wins and losses, and I don't think I really don't think Eric Morris is concerned with wins and losses this year. Now obviously you want to win every game, he's trying to win every game, but if they the difference between going four and eight and five and seven, like obviously there's a morale boost to the fan base and to your team, but ultimately this is far more about setting culture, setting your system, getting your scheme in place and 
honestly, at some point, weeding out those who don't fit and those who didn't don't buy in. I agree. Um, I just asked that because I feel like that was always something we complained about. Seth is you're yeah. you're claiming you're claiming you're going to do one thing and then forcing or and changing them. I don't. It's changing well, your mold to do something else. Um, I don't know. I don't know what like what what was Seth's. I guess early on it was the air raid. It was, it was the two get high, let yeah, it fly, and then it exactly. was like, oh, we can't do this anymore. We'll just. So I give I give Seth a little bit of credit because they don't they didn't have receivers the last few. Like remember when Bush and Shorter both got hurt in the first two weeks and then that's they true. started running that's the ball. That's true. So that's like, actually true. I give him credit for. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Morris though, I have much higher expectations because of what he has done with the quarterback position and the past game in general. Like he is truly more of an architect than what the trail was so yeah. he doesn't have to like you want to get players in that fit his system ideally and then uh last overarching question is uh we didn't get to talk about this because we didn't watch the press conference excuse me after the game um after last game he did say stoner was going to start today we also obviously know that stoner was going to start it seems like he's very set on that um how do you feel about that uh i said last podcast i would have started chandler rogers and i still would have started Chandler Rogers. Um, but they're all aboard the Stone Earl train right now. And um, nothing looks like it doesn't look like they're going to get off of that anytime. What is that? What is it? What, what does that tell you, though, about Chandler Rogers, though? Like in terms of the yeah, player? I, like, 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 I don't know. What, like what happened? I have no idea what happened. That's It's just <laughs> like I said before, it's just jarring. Yeah, absolutely jarring that Chandler Rogers has been beaten out this badly to where yeah. I don't think Stone Roll was bad last game. I don't think he was um, bad, but it, it definitely yeah. makes you think of like how close this actually was, because yeah. although he wasn't bad, we didn't see like we saw flashes of certain things, but there was nothing like dynamic like we thought Chandler Rogers had. Then Chandler Rogers comes in, obviously doesn't do anything. And then it's no question Stone Roll is going to start next game. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe this wasn't close at all, yeah. which is fine. I mean, at least they picked the guy. Which is the, yeah. the big thing for me is I'm glad they picked the guy. So hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how Stone does. He should light up FIU, like you said. So. Yeah. All right. You ready for some questions, Bruni? Yeah, let's take let's take some uh, questions. Matthews, from our... let's, let's, let's say in this Matthew's mailbag. Matthew's mailbag. Matthew's mailbag. Are you not answering the questions? It's just I, me. I, I might chime in if I completely disagree with chime something. But I, but I think this is going to be your, your deal now. Um, okay. I'm just going to go in order, no specific order. We're going to do all of them. There's a lot of them. So you're going to go in order, but no specific order? Oh, sorry. Like, not <laughs> like, like we might ask the same question. I'm going to go in, okay. in, in, in like the order they were posted. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, there you go. Wow, that was, that was, <laughs> words a... are struggling with Colin. Goof. All right. Our boy Tony DeSosa, do you feel that the lack of experience across the coaching staff is a reason for concern? a good question because i hadn't thought that much about it um i i think it's i think it's concerning if this wasn't year one and i'm this might be the answer for a lot of my questions a lot of the questions but like i just think year one he's built this staff you know first time as a full fbs head coach obviously it was that incarnate word so sure he can get more experienced guys but we've also seen experienced guys in college football not work like very often like just because you hire a 60-year-old that's been doing something for 20 years doesn't mean it works. So I, I'm not really worried about the experience thing at this point, but you know, hopefully you these guys perform well and you can keep them for multiple years and then you kind of just work from there. Cool. Like that answer, Brian. Good answer. Me and Green Moniker. Yeah, what's the what's the pulse of the team this week? FIU game. Reasons to be optimistic, reasons to be pessimistic. How many games will Macklin Eclipse 100 yards receiving? Hashtag go mean green. Hashtag GMG. Hashtag untouchable. Shout out, hashtag untouchable. Um, <laughs> all right. Read them off one at a time to me. All right. Pulse of the team Steven, this week. Yeah. What's the pulse of the team this week? Um, I actually, I liked what they said in the press conference. So I, I think they're, look, man, there's what, 133, 132 teams in college football. Half of them lose week one. It's just the game. It's sport. It's life. I mean, fans are gonna live and die and we live and die by by this uh by every result but ultimately they're back on the horse is this this is a big game fiu la tech yeah. acu the big stretch i don't think they could afford to get bogged down with cal and i don't think they are uh reasons to be optimistic and pessimistic i feel like we already kind of answered that but if you want to touch on that you can it's just the same same tweet so optimistic pessimistic uh optimistic 
Let's give one word, one answer. Optimistic. Can't be worse. Can't be worse. Okay. Reasons to be pessimistic. Could always be worse. Could always be worse. All right. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> How many games will Macklin eclipse 100 yards receiving? Um, seven. Dang. I like that. I'm gonna. We're That'll just gonna put keep them... track of that. We're just gonna keep track of that. That's 700. Let's say that's probably 800 yards in seven games right there. He'll quit off. I think if you send over under at a thousand yards, I would take the over for the season. Really? That would be very impressive. That would be that would be really impressive, actually. That's cool. I mean, I just think he's far and away the best receiver. No, he's definitely far and away the best receiver. They have no question. Every chance they can. Um, He might hit a thousand yards in these four games. I don't know what this means. Is the name M N F N Eagle? Um, I've always mean F N. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought as eagle. well. But I but mean F and eagle. I was trying to say it. I can't say things right now. Gonna why would I? On this why podcast? would I ever? I'll do it right now. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> why would I ever pay four hundred dollars again for a seat at the DAT that anyone else can walk up on game day and purchase for twenty five dollars? Bernie, I need I you to know. chime in on here. I don't know, sir. I'm sorry. You have made a bad investment. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that again. I didn't even no. know North Texas seats could go up to four hundred dollars. If you're going for four hundred, you better have a freaking suite. Yeah, Colin, remember when we were gonna get a suite? Was that like two years ago? Yes. Uh, no, that was friends. this. That was that was for the Cal game this year. We talked about it in March. Was it really? Yeah, man, we would have actually hated ourselves. Oh God. Yeah. Geez, we tried splitting it among like what eight people. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was this last year. Damn. Or maybe it was for the bowl game against Boise. It was the Boise bowl game. That's it was what it Boise was. Goal, I was going to say, game. I thought it was last year at some point. No, I, the, the, the cow thing would have been crazy. Um, James K. Monroe, do you believe in the mean green? I do. Always believe in the mean green. I think I think they'll be all right this year. Okay. I'm still like not far off my 6-6 six and six prediction at all. Like I still think they win these three games, and then they can win three conference games. And if they win these three games, our prediction is basically the same. It's just, you know. They didn't look as good doing it. Just had a bad loss. Like, like imagine they barely get by FIU and La Tech and <laughs> three and one though. They're, they're like <laughs> limping in, just limping into conference play, and then Navy sitting there. And I, I still think Navy is a winnable game, but Jesus, we'll see. Um, we'll if Cal beats Auburn this weekend, does it make our loss look any better in y'all's eyes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I think the spread's only like seven too. Like Cal is, yeah. Cal, look. Cal is better than I think everybody expected because of Spavadol as their OC and the way that they were able to like, like that offense is how we expect North Texas offense. I think to look in the coming years because Cal obviously has the talent to where they can lean on you in the run game, the way North Texas can't at this moment. Um, And maybe that changes, maybe it doesn't, but like from a passing perspective, it didn't matter which quarterback was in for Cal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just kept humming. And that's yep. kind of how it works because Ben uh, Finley, you know, back up at NC State, which also goes to my transfer point, you know, back up at NC State, um, this uh, the starter was a transfer from TCU. So it's like uh, Sam Jackson. That's his name, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was um, very eye opening. I think a lot of people's eyes were open. I think they're going to be a lot better this year offensively, which was the question mark. We didn't know if, how much better they'd be. I think they're going to. I don't think they beat you Auburn, but I think seven is a pretty good spread. I think they keep it within 10. Okay. Uh, same guy. Um, Evan Frantum says one, one more. We kind of already answered this too. Stoner outright won the job for QB one for now. There is no or on the depth chart with him and Chandler Rogers. How do you feel about that? It seems like they have. <laughs> After the last game, it seems like their decision is even like more steadfast. You know, they yeah. are like, <laughs> All right, well, we've seen enough. This is the guy, 100%, which, okay, cool. Like, if you want to say Chandler Rogers played poorly in his snaps, which I don't know if it's fair, but you can say he did. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that obviously didn't help. But I just wonder if for what they want to do this year, I guess Stoner will makes the most sense to them. I think it also goes back to what we talked about or what I said earlier is that he must have really won the job because if it was close, I don't think that that or goes away after last game. Yeah. So I mean they and and Coach Morris has has said 
he's you know very big he wants to select a guy to give him the starting reps all that stuff yeah that's great i just didn't think it would come this quickly to where you're like all right this is our guy rocking with him like i don't <laughs> yeah. know if there's anything he can do over the next game or two that loses him the job barring, unless it's an absolute collapse yeah yeah barring an absolute collapse but like yeah if he goes like out there and plays FIU. how he did if he plays how he did against cal the next few games it's not good like i don't think that's impressive to anybody but i don't even know if that's enough to lose him the job at this point yeah i agree Hopefully he um, goes and, and and solidifies it. Hopefully he goes out and has good games, and we don't have to worry about this. But we'll I see. agree. Um, Mark Ryan Alexander, what are your feelings on Coach Moore's comments during his press conference? Below, are we going to see more players leaving next spring? I didn't watch the press conference because I'm unprepared and bad. Bernie, you did. Is this a real quote? There are a lot of people that I know that I don't know if they bought into what we're doing. It's from the DRC, isn't it? That, that yeah. Quote? I don't, but I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. No you offense to DRC, but these they look fake. They look like fake graphics. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like clutch points threw that up there no we should whenever we see a drc graphic we should just make our own graphic with the same words the and same just make words. it like a billion times cooler and just be like here's what morris said at his presser but we could go crazy just, and just make it actually clutch points with like like right. a weird like weird like, st- like stuff in the background yeah. like it have like an eagle behind morris like yeah. it's wings out like <laughs> or just take their graphic and just like slightly change it to make it better <laughs> all the way around and then put our logo in the corner. There so that's a real quote. Uh, what, what was the quote again? Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people that I don't know if they've bought into what we're doing. Yeah. I mean. And the question was, are we going to see more uh, players leave next spring? Yes. This is, a, this is a coaching change. I don't know if North Texas fans have fully wrapped their head around what this is. Have, um, okay. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying, let me not speak in generalities. Because I, I we've covered coaching changes before, at, you know whether it's Grant McCaslin, you know Seth Petrell, uh, I'm over here Brian Kelly. Like coaching changes happen, and I hate to tell y'all, but let me just throw a random number out there: twenty five percent of the team is probably like, oh man, you know this isn't this doesn't fit what I do, or I don't, you know the coaches these aren't the coaches I signed to. There's so much going on in a player's head. Where it's like, you know, this might not fit exactly what I want to do. Maybe I'm playing this position. I want to do this position. Maybe I'm doing this. I was told I was going to do that last year. Like, this isn't just how it goes when there's a coaching change. Things are not comfortable. Things do not work immediately. This roster does not make sense. We've talked about it before. And because of that, it wouldn't surprise me at all if a, a section of this team was like, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't love this. So, and we see them leave the portal uh, to the portal over the summer. There might be, there's a chance that there is a somewhat of like an exodus over the summer with players. And I'll tell you what, that's not a bad thing. I think for North it, Texas I think it, and I Eric. Think it's a, I think it's interesting. Um, just to tag onto that, I think it's interesting that he was able to keep so many players. But I yeah. think the players that do end up leaving next spring or summer or whatever are going to be the players that would have left if he had not retained them. You know, yeah. you're going to have to replace them anyways. Well, I think, like you said, they did a good job of being like, hey, you know, we can give you, you know, a, a spot potentially to start and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. we can keep you in the rotation. And there's a lot of playing time available. And if you just give us a chance for year one and see how, where it goes from there, that's very much how those conversations go. And uh, spoiler alert, a lot of those things after one year, players aren't happy. Yeah. Players aren't happy regardless <laughs> And yet, yeah. and now there's a coaching change to stack on top of it. This social media, like everybody's talking to everybody. Like this is just, there's going to be players transferring out after year one of any coaching change. Yeah, like that's just how it goes. Now you get to those teams like Cal. Well, not Cal. I'm sorry. Uh, you get those teams that had a coaching change and already took a lot of transfers. Like I keep mentioning, Texas State did, uh, Colorado did, obviously. Like those teams. Maybe you don't have a full coaching change. Auburn, a uh, similar degree where they had Hugh Freeze, take a lot of transfers. So that's just you're going to have a massive amount of turnover. And I'm here to tell you all, even if they lose really good players, it's perfectly fine. They're yep. going to be OK because they're going to need to have an influx of talent one way or the other. Um, they're going to lose players like it's just how it goes. And, yeah, you can be concerned. I think it is a fair concern to be like, all right. If they lose a couple games here and there, like, you know, do they lose a couple players along the way? That's 
the case for every team ever that has a coaching change, man. It's just, it just is, it just is. I mean, Lincoln Riley at USC last year, they couldn't get a stop. Those defensive players are probably pissed off and they probably left. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just how for it sure. Goes. Um, from the lean green machine, how many seasons do we give Eric Morris a head coach? Assuming we go below 500 this year, would next year be make or break essentially? No. No. Okay. No. I think we leave we it. Can't. No. We don't. We have not fully grasped how a coaching change works at North Texas. Like he could go four and eight this year and five and seven next year, and he's not getting fired, and he shouldn't yeah. get fired. I agree. He shouldn't get fired if he goes four and eight, four and eight. Like this is multiple years, gonna be a rebuild. I just look if Florida State didn't fire Mike Norvell after going, I think it was three and nine year one, and I think it was five and seven year two. If Florida State didn't fire him after that, then North Texas is not firing their head coach after two years. Here's another thing, too, that ended up hurting North Texas in the past is that North Texas had immediate success with Mason Fine, and we talked about over and over again, there was never a foundation set. And I think that these next couple years, yeah. are it's, it's going to be a slow build because you have to build that foundation for a new conference. That's a good point. That's a very good point. The, the success for the Latrell era, that's a, that's a throwback, actually. Yeah, those to those podcast conversations where we're like, the success happened very quickly because of Mason Fine and Jalen Guyton because you had some top end talent, but the rest of the team was just empty. Yeah, it was nothing else there. Yep. So yeah, I think like you said, you build the foundation and uh, you build the culture and all that stuff, and you kind of work from there. It might take you two full years to get to where you need to be as a program and then year three is where you maybe get to seven wins and then you you build from there like it's a very realistic rebuild yep um i wonder the world should the dc be fired if we lose to fiu <laughs> probably <laughs> That'd be crazy. I, I just i just i just went on a rant about how we should be patient and like no but hey if yeah. we lose to fiu like what if it was a shootout <laughs> FIU can't shootout. Score more than 17 points and they, they they come in with like 51 to like 48 or something that would be uh that'd be bad but no, yeah. So that's. I'm gonna try to imagine that that doesn't happen. But yeah, me too. We'll <laughs> from Alejandro, what is the future of running back play in our offense? Hopefully, they don't play a cow and get blown up every yeah. freaking snap. Um, I I just I think it's more of obviously like a spread run attack to how Morris wants to do it. Um, which does put a lot of players in different positions to have to block that I'm not sure how if they're comfortable blocking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, we'll see this week because this week they're going against talent that is less than them, you know, athletes that are either on the same level or below them. Whereas last week, I think we saw Cal just physically dominate them. Yeah. And that is concerning considering, you know, like SMU, UTSA, Tulane are all on the schedule. So like, I feel worse about those games, but at the same time, I don't think the run game is going to be abysmal. I think they can run the ball against FIU, La Tech, and Ablin Christian yeah. in the next three games. And then Navy, you know, we'll have to see in Temple, you go from there. But uh, I, I think they obviously run the ball better, but schematically, I don't think we see a massive change. I just, I just think it's going to be spread the defense out, try to get a light box, run the ball. They got light boxes last week. They couldn't run the ball because they couldn't hold blocks. Yeah um from tx kelp what do we what do you need to see on saturday to have any confidence for a bowl season if all confidence didn't die last weekend confidence didn't die for me last weekend oh look maya yeah she's down there <laughs> Maya uh, sighting. Com- i i didn't i hadn't seen her in a while i just saw something like moving in the corner i was like what is this and then it's maya um confidence definitely did not die with me last week um with North Texas. I said this before. I still think six and six is very much in reach. Like that that game does not deter me as much as it does other people. Like they're not going two and ten, I don't think. So um what do I need to see? Obviously, I think I need to see them blow out FIU. Yeah. Defensively, you need to hold them to ideally 14 or less points. Ideally, yeah. like they should yeah. be surpassing 14 points, really. I made it 17 really because I feel like they might still be shell shocked from last week. And I, I made it 17 them. because I'm scared they're not going to be able to tackle on like two plays and just, you know, if you just get loose. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that'd be crazy. But I agree with you uh, on that as well. Um, because I don't think, 
I think the only thing it does make me feel less confident in is winning a bowl game because you're gonna be playing a team that's not much worse than Cal. Yeah, probably. And and I just realized that I had them going seven and five. You had them yeah. going six and six. So I had them going six and I, six. I, so. I would lower my win total by one right now. Uh, as six, like yeah. I do think six and six is possible. Um, and five, six and six, five and seven right now after that game, because I didn't realize the talent deficiencies that they had at, at certain positions. Yeah. Um, mean Green Glory, he has two, but we'll start with one, and then we only have two left after that. Um, will Morris and company be able to successfully clean up enough between week one and week two for this team to be competitive the rest of the season? Well, um, I'd say that they have to clean it up over the next three weeks before conference play to be competitive the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they really can. I don't think you, you definitely not in one week. One week yeah. you're not cleaning anything up. You're playing FIU and not Cal. That's the difference. And we, we <laughs> yeah. if they look a lot better, that's the difference. Um, so no, one week no. But I think if you look big picture at can they get, can they take enough steps forward to be ready for conference play where they could potentially go like four and four in conference play? That's the question. That's going to be very interesting because I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. If they can get that much better in three weeks. I think it helps just from an, just the fact that we played FIU and La Tech in Conference USA last year. Like, so we can get an idea, like a, like a, like a benchmark of like where this team is at. Because we've seen it, like, if, like, if we didn't know who FIU was and they win by 40 points, we're going to be like, oh, this is great. And then, you know, it's FIU. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's, 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 it's good. I guess good and bad for expectations because if they blow them out, we're going to be like, it's FIU, but they did what they were supposed to do. But it's better than beating like an ACU team who they if also. They beat play. FIU by thirty points. I'm gonna give them credit. No, I'll give them credit. I'm not saying we, I wouldn't give them credit. What I'm saying is that I'm we're not gonna over. We're not gonna exaggerate. Okay. What the win yeah. means. Okay. Um, you both predicted the Cal loss in the schedule. Was the loss better or worse than you anticipated? Well, it was much worse. Yeah, watch the last podcast. It was much worse. <laughs> it was much worse. Than <laughs> it was much worse. Uh, ultimately, a loss is a loss. So, yeah, see, Cal was also better than I expected too. So give Cal credit. Miles Schof, do you think this year is more of a learning year and we, the fans, expected too much and that next year is the real test for Eric Morris and the returning players? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Did fans expect too much? I didn't. I don't think I expected too much. Maybe, look, on paper, I had them winning seven games, yes. I understand yeah. that was a lot, asking a lot. I still think five, five and six wins is very much on the table. Now I know there's a big difference between five wins and seven wins in a regular season, especially when I had a UTSA being one of those. Like they're they're not a seven win team, but they can get to five or six. And I think that's I think that's a fine season. So maybe fans had too much expectations. I would hope not, because coming in, if you're expecting anything more than seven wins, then I, I can't really help you. But I think I think we I think we all kind of came in here expecting a little bit too much though. Like slightly. Like there's if not, we, if we, talent, if we, look, there's not enough. There's not as much talent on this team as I thought there was. I've said yeah, that, but I feel like everyone thought there was. You know what I mean? So I we're all sitting here two. like six and six is easy. You know, yeah, it's it's fine. We'll win one of the big games. I mean, just like our schedule thing. And then you yeah. just happen to have them win against another team. So, um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing though. I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a coaching thing. If I feel like if that's what this is coming back to, I don't think the expectations were too high for the coaching staff. I think we just overestimated the talent on the roster. Yeah. Uh, last question, unless you want to ask answer a question about the Almodome. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I am gonna throw that in there. So, last question before the Almodome question: Mean Green Mountaineer, which I like because it's North Texas, West Virginia. So this is either Ren's burner or it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> how mean and green will this year's Mean Green? Whoa, how mean and green will be this year's Mean Green? Sound mean- like a Dr. Seuss reading here. <laughs> yeah. How mean and green will it be? Well, if you had, let's let's make let's like a meter from meanest, how mean will the green be? Yeah, one one to ten. Right now they're like a two. How mean will they be? That is the question. How mean will they be? And green be will like five. will you It'll think a five? five? It depends on their. I, I'm interested to see low key. I'm interested to see their uh, jerseys throughout the year. Mm. see how, how how they look is that is that what's going to be the is that what's going to make the mean green meter? that is a, like, that is a determining factor there yeah. if they just because if they roll out, out just like FIU, 
You know, if they start rolling out these weird color jerseys, yeah, like I need to see but... some some cool green mean jerseys. So, mm. okay, we'll see how that goes. There you go, mean green mountaineer. All right, last question. <laughs> Bobby, our boy Bobby, San Antonio's Alamodome ranked among world's ugliest buildings. I've only been there once, Bernie, but you're you're a San Antonio lifer. So, what's it like? World, your world, trip, world's ugliest buildings. Do you, rem- not, do you remember? Yeah, world is crazy. Do you remember what it looked like? in your one time there i mean i remember the inside but i never really just wanted to look at the outside let me see um let, let me find let me find so it's sixty four thousand seat arena you know um it's the new ranking the alamo dome is ranked the ninth ugliest building in the u.s and the 16th ugliest in the world according to the report 13.23 percent of people who tweeted about the alamo dome design found it ugly <laughs> people have called it the dead armadillo and the doo-doo dome the dead armadillos. <laughs> Here, so I need your honest opinion, Bruni. You've seen a lot of buildings in your time. You've been to Miami. What do you think? Here's here's the Alamo Dome for those wondering. It's <laughs> a flattering picture, honestly. The picture they have does not look as good. It's like a lower angle, you know? Trying to move us on the side. Um, I mean, I... I I think the Alamo Dome is not ugly, but maybe that's just because I've been around it my whole life. I I don't know. I always thought it was cool, but uh, now it is old. Spurs just used to play, I mean, games in, in like the nineties and stuff. So like, it's not really new. look at it though. Like it, it does look kind of weird. It kind of looks like a barn dominium that you just kind of added some windows on. Like you got those like, like three little outlets, like on that left side there, like, like those are definitely added after the fact, right? Oh, oh. hello, UTSA. Right. Uh, you know, it looks like it looks like the super pit with all of its renovations. <laughs> Where does the super pit rank next to the Alamo Dome in terms of world's ugliest buildings? The thing is, you can tell by these windows how old it is. Yeah, but from the inside, they're also heavily tinted, so the sun doesn't get in there. I don't know. I like the inside, yeah. but we're not we're not judging the inside. Is that the doo doo dome, Bruni? Yes or no? I don't. I don't think it's the doo doo dome. Now, dead armadillo is funny because these are like the legs. <laughs> the legs. I, yeah, that is pretty good. And it's like on its back. Like that's that's funny. That is funny. So that's pretty good. Um, no, I don't think it's one of the ugliest buildings in the world. I feel like I've definitely seen uglier buildings. Okay. Um, heck, I was at Camping World Stadium last week in Orlando, and that thing was hideous. Take a look. Let's, let's 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 put it up real quick. Let's be last. You want to put that up? Yeah. Let's see. Camping World Stadium. Verse verse the Almatome. <laughs> which 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 building is uglier? Okay, here we go. Now I don't know if I can properly show it from the outside because they don't look. It doesn't look like they've taken pictures from the outside. Here's they've definitely taken pictures of the outside. Oh, I'm looking. Okay, here's here's one. I guess here we go. Oh, this is Wikipedia. Here we go. Share screen. So this I'm is from the you, outside. Telling you right now, that looks way better, dude. No, it's pretty trash. Well, you know, it does kind of look like. So I would say I didn't look. I didn't get to the right side yet. So the left side, like everything left of the, of the second stadium light, like the Orlando City and left, looks pretty good. And then you get to the right, it looks like you have scaffolding on that whole right side. Like literally, it just it looks. It's very bones. Like yeah. it's very like. I don't know how to describe it. It very was was really ugly to me, you know, uh, especially like, on the like inside. An, it looks like an upgraded apogee almost. Like especially on the inside, it was it was pretty freaking ugly. So, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one was not impressive to me, but yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's my current rankings of stadiums. Yeah, currently Almadome, Camping World Stadium. <laughs> yeah, Camping World Stadium. Apogee's above both. Oh, we can't call it that anymore. Dat, dat, dat. God, that's just not a good name. So, anyways, yeah. all right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, bottom right there. Home field it up. Buy stuff. Home field it up. Um, Buy stuff. I know you might not be into the uh the football team right now, but that's okay. They have plenty of basketball shirts on there. I think so. they have NFL stuff too now. I think I saw hey, something. Hey, week one tonight, Lions versus Kansas City. Bernie, I know you're rooting for my Lions. Um. <laughs> So, everyone watch that game with me in, uh, in uh, I can't think of the word. They got some bomber jackets from other schools that are so cool. 
Yeah, but you're not allowed to talk about other schools on this podcast. Gosh, dang. Like the entire SEC is here. UConn. Oh, these are tough. Oh my god. Here, let me yep. just share my screen. Wow. Yeah, show off, show off the product. Show off the show off the product. Well, I'm showing off Kansas. I'm showing off that's okay. Show schools. it off. Look yeah, someone buy that. Bro. Oh, I love the Kansas State one. Like what? Yeah. 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 I think Arkansas is tough. The A LSU, Yukon. I Yukon's <laughs> awesome. Tennessee. That sucks. I don't like that one. Purdue. Michigan, Michigan kind of sucks too. Kent State. So, um, yeah, go through those yeah. best sellers real quick. Georgia Golf. There's a Georgia Golf shirt. That's crazy. How good? How good does your team have to be at football to get a golf shirt? That's, that's the a real good question. <laughs> um, Florida. I think that's cool. Tulane. Oh, UC Irvine. Yeah, these are these are sick. Let's show off the North Texas stuff now, since so. Why not? Yeah, and uh, the, look at all the schools they have. Um, yep. let's see. North Where's Texas FIU? Here. There's not. Here's North Texas. I think there's six, right? Eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Did they add, always have this hoodie? Yeah, Here we are. That yeah, that hoodie's sick, by the way. You guys should get that hoodie. Also, that North yeah. Texas Super Pit shirt is also great. The long sleeve. I have, I have this one, yeah. Yeah, that one's sick. They did. I think they added the one above that green one on the right. This that one. one. Yeah. I, I like that one. I love it. Anyways, use code mean green or M sorry, M green for 50% off. And you can use it for anything. It doesn't have to be North Texas related. Um, so use it for everything and just buy it to your heart's content. Buy your whole wardrobe. Yes. Buy, Helps yes, out the pod. Buy your whole wardrobe. 10 per, uh, 15% off first purchase is 10% off every purchase following. Um, yeah, that's it. We've rambled long enough. So we'll uh, let y'all go. Game on Saturday. Uh, what time's the game at again? Oh, Saturday night. Think- I feel like it's like some random. I think it's five. For some reason, I feel like it's five, but I might be thinking of an NFL game. I'm looking it up. Uh, game is at six thirty Eastern time. I believe that. Is. So five thirty. So, yes. So, all right. Um, thank you all for joining us. Leave us a five star rating review if you're listening. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe on the YouTube channel. We appreciate the support. Thank you all for the questions. Follow us on Twitter slash X Green Room UNT. And it's we'll X slash Twitter now. We'll be back after the game to talk about North Texas' triumphant win over FIU. Mm-hmm.